0: Hello and welcome to the Gospel Every Day podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Let's read together from Proverbs 11, verse 4. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The pursuit of earthly riches, I really believe, is the ultimate if-then game. We all believe that if we had more, then we would fill in the blank. (laughs) If I had more, I would be happier. If I had more... I would feel more secure. If I had more, I would give more. If I had more, I would have more time. Yet we've seen, and perhaps you've lived out the cautionary tale that time and time again shows the exact opposite to be true. There really is no such thing as enough. And in fact, the more wealth you compile, not only do you end up craving more, you may also soon realize that it cannot deliver on your deepest, most true desires. Freddie Mercury, the late uh, lead singer of the iconic rock band Queen, was once quoted as saying the following, You can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. And that is the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds. But it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. Like all things in life, an abundance of wealth, if not rightly ordered, has the power to trap us in an unending, frantic cycle of pursuit and busyness and hurry. And hurriedness stands in direct opposition to a truly abundant life. And remember, that's what we're after. That's what we've been looking at all year through the Proverbs is how can we apply knowledge in the form of wisdom so that we can experience the rich, full, abundant life as Jesus has offered it. And hurriedness stands in direct opposition to this kind of life. Dallas Willard, one of the foremost thinkers over the last few decades on how we grow spiritually, once said this, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. As others have noted, Jesus himself, he may have been busy very often throughout his earthly ministry. He was always busy, but he was never hurried. He was always present. He was always free in the moment to see where his father was at work and to jump fully in. Uh, John Mark Comer picks up on this thought in his great book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, when he wrote the following, ultimately, nothing in this life apart from God can satisfy our desires. Tragically, we continue to chase after our desires ad infinium. The result? A chronic state of restlessness, or worse, angst, anger, anxiety, disillusionment, depression, all of which lead to a life of hurry, a life of busyness, overload, shopping, materialism, careerism, a life of more, which in turn makes us even more restless, and the cycle spirals out of control. (laughs) Are you feeling that now in this moment? Even as I'm reading that, does that resonate with you? Is there something in your soul that says, ah, that is so me. I feel like I'm on this hamster wheel of continual busyness and hurry and distracted and and chasing after things that I think I need that I know internally will never satisfy me. So the problem is very easy to diagnose. Not always in ourselves, mind you. And that's the importance of community. We need others to point out what we're so often blind to. But clearly, if we're honest, we can all agree that despite our best efforts to find fulfillment in the pursuit of stuff, be it in the form of material things or in power or in wealth or in both of those together, that the solution to the problem often evades us. So what is the way forward? Well, today's passage gives us a few insights. Let's just read it together again. It says, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Firstly, we see that there is a day of wrath, meaning that all we can see in the here and now is not all that there is. If we live solely for the temporal circumstantial gains of this life, then we will not only miss out on the riches of God's eternal kingdom in the age to come, which we believe, but we will also be selling ourselves short on the abundant life in this present age, that we need to have a long view of life. We need to have an eternal view of life, that there is more than what we see, that this world is not the final end. So first, that day is coming, and we need to be aware of that. We need to be sober about that. Secondly, there is a way to be saved from the wrath of that day. And guess what? It has absolutely nothing to do with how much riches you can obtain while on earth. In fact, it tells us that our wealth is worthless on that day. In Luke uh, chapter 16, verses 19 to 31, uh, Jesus relates a story about a rich man who wore expensive clothes and ate plenty of luxurious food every day. But when he died, he went to a place of torment and his fate was sealed and the money he earned in life was absolutely useless. The wrath of God had come upon him. Then in a similar parable, Jesus depicts a rich fool who takes comfort in his money only to find out that his soul is in jeopardy. That's in Luke 12 verses 13 through 21. Now the trappings of wealth, they're real. They're very real. We live in a society and a culture and a place where we are bombarded daily with countless images, this if-then promise, inviting us to frantically spend our life on the pursuit of things that will ultimately not only fail to satisfy, satisfy us, but will draw us further and further away from a secure life of the righteousness of God's kingdom. And so we are wise when we take an honest inventory of these things. And as I close today, I want to just give you just a few prompts, a few questions that can help you unpack just honestly where you're at uh, in this journey of generosity and stewardship. First, where have I allowed my relationship with wealth to become too high a priority? Consider that in your own life. What lie have I believed about myself and about wealth that is driving my unhealthy pursuit? See, because it's one thing to acknowledge that there is an unhealthy pursuit. It's quite another to look inward and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what is that inside of me that's driving that pursuit? What lie have I believed about myself? Show me what that is. Thirdly, how has that unhealthy pursuit caused damage in my relationships with God and with others? This is the ultimate, how's that working out for you question. See the effect this is having. Be honest about what it's creating in you, in your family dynamic, in your relationships. In short, what do I need to repent of today? Maybe the question that the Holy Spirit wants to illuminate. And what would it look like for me to take that unhealthy pursuit and focus it on the things that are of eternal value in God's kingdom? So, Holy Spirit, would you help us? Along that conversation with you today, as we ask these questions, will we be bold, not just in our asking, but will we be honest in our response? And will we be dependent upon you in the transformation of our hearts? This is our prayer today. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember,